0: that John Heyman got a little excited. Not too long ago, he says, arson judge is coming. He corrects that to Aaron Judge. We're sitting around here watching him then retract that statement, saying, oh, might have jumped the gun a little early on that one. Yeah, maybe, John. We have John Heyman, apparently appears to be Joining us at 4 o'clock today, 5 o'clock, Peter King stops on by. Ray Rattle, what the hell just happened in the old
1: Twitter sphere? What's your theory? Uh, We have Arson Judge. Now, you're going to platoon him with Aaron, right? He's the lefty. No, you platoon him with Jock Peterson. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. No, the winter meetings is an unusual place because you don't have a lot of access unless people come through the lobby. And my guess, and it's just a guess is that he was talking to somebody in the lobby who either went off half-cocked or not cocked at all. And he said, eh, it's kind of looking like the Giants based on apparently nothing. And Heyman didn't get a source from either team to say what's going on here because I think they're both being very mum about this for perfectly good reason, which is you don't want to annoy Judge or his representatives by saying, ah, we got it or we don't got it. So they're... They're going to play very coy, but Heyman felt pressure to, you know, either internal or from his bosses in New York to blurt something out. So he nailed down the the arson judge story. Here's what I want to know. Was it
0: the San Francisco Giants who called or reached out to John Heyman to say, no, nah, they didn't it? Because if it is...
1: Does that mean he's not coming? No, it doesn't mean anything. What it means is both saw whether whether it's the Yankees or the Giants. I mean, yeah, that's a coin flip. Uh, it probably if it's probably more likely that it's the Giants, but not by a lot, only because the Giants don't want to assume something that's not done yet, because all of a sudden you throw a wrench into something where you don't know if the player. Wants to do the announcement himself, right? You know, so it's it's kind of a weird breach of negotiating protocol, which is you don't say something's done when it's not. And I suspect that the Giants didn't want judges people to think that they were leaking. So that's just my guess. I I have nothing to go with on that because I'm Marcin Ratto. <laughs> it's it's just amazing that whatever led john
0: hayman to want to tweet that out he got so excited about it he got the guy's name wrong and hit send and then he, he corrected. got auto-corrected is what he got well uh and then he auto- auto-corrects himself now yeah. not long after we saw the john hayman tweet susan slesser also at the uh, winter meeting says boy there's a really big buzz in the lobby yeah, it was probably because John Heyman fired off a tweet that was seen by millions of people, especially everyone hanging around the winter meetings lobby and was like, hey, do you see what John Heyman just
1: said? That yeah. would be the thing that would create said buzz. So Exactly. but that, But again, that's another problem with the winter meetings in general is that you are spending a lot of time chasing ghosts because when you're talking about a negotiation like this, nobody's talking to anybody. You know, so, you know, but, you know, there's the call from the home office what's going on with Judge? What's going on with Judge? And you can't keep telling them, I don't know. Nobody's saying anything. Because there's no benefit to either the Giants or the Yankees leaking this. On the
0: uh, Xfinity Mobile text line, Damon, please no judgment day puns. Deal. I will make that deal with you right now. We will not have any judgment day puns. But boy, I mean if it were arson puns today? all day long, all day long. you're welcome to 957 the flame. Um, Barry Bond signed with the Giants 30 years ago today. Like if you're that much of a Giants fan and you're Aaron judge, maybe you are trying to line up this news with today but man like it's already 6 p.m on the East Coast. And it, I, I just have a feeling that if this news were actually going to happen today, it's going to happen in the next 90 minutes, I would say. And oh, if, I think if not, then maybe tomorrow. I'm really surprised that John Heyman would agree to come on with us today. Number one, he is apparently very busy as anyone who covers baseball is that, you know, he would take his eyes off whatever radar. He tracks Arson on to do a radio hit. I'm surprised, but good
1: booking, Lucas. We'll see if he actually stops on by at 4 o'clock today. It's rare for stuff to happen this late in the day at the winter meetings. Usually you get the announcements early. Yeah. Because teams want to organize their podium session with the player. So I'd be surprised if anything happens today. News travels at the Continental Breakfast, right? I had never thought of that. I'd never been told that, but that could be—it could be simple muffin talk. Three GMs at a waffle station. That, yeah, that, that's—I mean—that's at least a Rule Five draft pick happening. They're getting swapped right yeah. there. Well, the great thing though is you never see general managers down there. They stay in their suites the whole time. At least the last time I was at a winter meetings, they don't do the lobby. Right. They walk in. They walk out. And they probably got a backdoor entrance to any other time. Oh they leave no, in they the hotel. room service the whole time. They don't leave the room. Cause they, one, they don't want to be seen, two, they don't want to be pestered, and three, they don't want to miss call. I mean, what you get is a lot of job seekers down in the lobby. You don't get people with jobs. Right. It's a, it's a little bit of a baseball,
0: who wants to work in baseball, who wants to work in baseball media convention. Kind of. And there are about four people in this sport who are actually dialed in. To what is going on up in those private GM rooms, wherever they are, the corner suites, the Rainman suite, wherever. And, and they're all agents. <laughs> well, they're all agents, so they're all Jeff Passon. Until Jeff Passan tells
1: me what Aaron Judge is doing. But the interesting thing is, you know, Passan has been relatively radio silent through all this. And I think it's, you know, he's more careful about this, I think, than most other guys. Because at ESPN... The need to be first is not company directed as much as it is personally directed. Like Adrian Wojnarowski has to be first because he's psychotic. Uh, Adam Schefter has to be first because ESPN and football have a weirdly important relationship, whereas ESPN and baseball do not. So the urge to tell Jeff Passon anything does not burn as bright with general managers as other sports do with it i mean in the nba they definitely want Woj to break stuff in the nfl they want Schefter to break stuff uh, uh. in baseball they don't care as much because they don't have the relationship with espn that they have with fox for example because fox is their home, home network but this is bigger than a baseball story i think in espn's eyes
0: it's a yankees story
1: oh no no and and the question yankees
0: there- Very much are in bed with ESPN's
1: coverage, vice versa. So uh, it's just, but but it's but what what I'm trying to say is, you don't see Passen getting out over his skis very much. No, he's careful, and I think a lot of that. Well, some of it is he's careful, but a lot of it is baseball's. You know, need to tell Jeff Passen something. Certainly, something this delicate is not considered nearly as important as football regarding Schefter or basketball regarding Woj. I mean, because, you know, when you talk about Woj v. Shams, Shams gets his stuff from agents and players. Woj is wired with agents and general management. agencies. Yeah.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.